Oh my God. Welcome. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to the RMP. I'm Zachary, your host of this uh, fantastic, it's been fantastic podcast. Uh, and I'm on Instagram at the Muscle Hamster, and we're here to question the mess, make some rebel, rebel goddamn actions, and start living life on our own terms. Now, by the time you guys listen to this, there's will have been a decent amount of things happening this week on a formal level as far as the podcast and uh, what I've talked to you guys about this week and the content that's been going up. And I am excited for what's to come. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing really hard to get some, some new guests coming. And I mean, as far as my personal life is going, I've told you guys a little bit about that. It's, I feel a freedom. Like I legitimately feel a freedom. I feel like there's been a weight taken off my shoulders and it's, it's funny how, whenever you allow yourself to or at least you listen to your your soul when you listen to your heart it it feeds you exactly what you've wanted it clears up and it's as if you are the one that created the whole goddamn fog you know and it's not saying that everything is up from here i i expect that there's going to be struggle i expect that there's going to be droughts of mental capacity and uh happiness and joy and you know having a hard time like the challenges are never gonna fucking stop but the more that we allow ourselves to unashamedly chase what we're after and not try to put things in front of us that will exhaust us that will deter us that will keep us from facing the facts of what it is that we really need in our lives then i think we make a lot bigger strides and a lot more hopeful strides and you start to believe in a lot more you really do start to believe in a lot more and you start caring far less about all the other things that really don't matter because you're just placing them in front of you to distract you from doing what you really want to do and I know that sounds kind of mysterious and I know that sounds like it's it's hard to filter out and I know that doesn't actually really give you answer I'm not here to give you the answer. I've only tried to speak my own uh, my own truth a little bit, and hopefully it feeds into inspiring to move yourself. Uh, the, the whole idea is to question everything, everything that comes across your plate in an effort to to build a practice that gets you where you want to go and does it quickly, that does it efficiently. And I think so. that's what really matters. I've been training, and um, which is good, but I'm trying to make sure that I fall back in love with training. I've released myself from powerlifting. Um, it doesn't mean I don't love it, but uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of good things are on the horizon for us for, for us when we really just fucking let go, man. And it, it's weird how you would define that and the way that it actually shows up is it's not what you think it is it, it, it seems like the more that we try to define the define things the more that they're you're really shocked by the way that it actually feels and the way that it is actually experienced but i wanted you guys to hear from this next person for 
quite a few reasons. When I talked to him the first time, I realized how intentional he was about his own life. I realized how philosophical he was and how disciplined he was in making sure he was chasing what mattered. Like a super nice guy, a super kind of in the in the corners kind of guy, you know, not not dark, but like he just he's focused on his goals. And our talk today was well, technically it would have been last week, but our talk shed a lot of light and it inspired me and I hope you guys get uh I hope you guys get a really get a lot get a lot from this. This is episode number 102 and I'm introducing you to Daniel Brevik. All right. Enjoy. Daniel Brevik is a Boise-based tattoo artist who currently works actually right here at Hidden Crow Tattoo in downtown Boise, Idaho. He's been tattooing for about four and a half years and he says that he absolutely could not imagine doing anything else with his life. His particular path to tattooing was definitely unconventional, he said, and it didn't come come without a load of sacrifice, obviously, but it was the best thing that could have ever happened to him, and it molded him into the amazing person that he is today. Let's hear from Daniel Brevik. You know, there, there's definitely a learning curve to all that stuff, and it was it was easy for me to kind of make that transition because that's what I painted. So mm-hmm. it was very similar to, you know, taking the, the application that you do on a canvas and, and manipulating it to do on skin. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're different mediums, but the rules still apply. You know, when you're, when you're constructing a face, like, that stays the same in tattooing. You're just dealing with skin now um, mm-hmm. instead of a canvas. Um, so that, that whole transition for me was definitely easier than most. But it, it definitely didn't start off the way that it looks now, <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, uh, well, uh, I'll tell you about my own uh, art, <laughs> art endeavors. But uh, first, let's let's tell everybody who you are, and let's tell everybody what you do, and kind of give a background on your on your story, so everybody knows who they're who they're listening to. Yeah, um, my name's Daniel. Um, I tattoo at Hidden Crow um, in Boise. Um, I've been tattooing for four and a half years. I'll hit my five year mark in September. Um, I'm fairly new to the whole tattoo industry as far as like the amount of time that I've spent in it. Um, there's tattoo artists even here in Boise who've been tattooing for 20 plus years. And, um, I work with a guy who's been tattooing for, you know, almost 12 years. And so, so I'm, I'm, I'm a young buck in this whole game. Um, so I'm, I'm still definitely finding my bearings as far as the tattoo community goes. Um, you know, it, I think I've got the best job in the world to be quite honest with you. I can, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Um, I mean, I, I get it. I get to create artwork for a living. You know, that's my job. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, amazing. You know, I, I couldn't ask to do anything more. Um, you know, I make enough, enough money to, to, to live and, and do, you know, dumb stuff when I want to, but <laughs> I, I, I am, able to come and practice my passion every single day and you you can't beat that at all you know yeah Yeah. Um, well i i honestly think that's one of the key things that is is crucial for our for our individuality and also knowing 
that we're in the right thing is when we can say that we can't imagine doing anything else because there's so many jobs out there, right? And there's so many passions that people are following and legitimately we could do anything, anything as individuals. But when we get to the point where we're like, nothing else is better than this, regardless of status, regardless of uh, money, regardless of uh, influence, like if you can't imagine doing anything else besides being a tattoo artist, doesn't that mean something? Like oh, absolutely. To your soul and like to your authenticity. Oh, uh, 100%. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we are in a position where, you know, you're, you're doing something that you absolutely love doing that you're passionate about. Um, and just like you said, being able to tell people that I get to do what I love every single day. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's people out there who don't ever get to experience that. Yeah, they, totally. They go to work because they've got responsibilities. They've got families to take care of, you know, this, that, the other. And I couldn't imagine being in that position to where you absolutely dislike your life because of what you do. Like, and and that's, that's the reality for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, it, it's scary. You know what I mean? When you, when you first start off doing these things, because it's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? You know, how am I going to make ends meet if I, if I'm not in a, a good financial situation? Um, but it's so worth it in the end, you know? Yeah. You might, you might take a pay cut, you know, it, you might work a couple more hours, but at the end of the day, you're doing something that you love doing. You're, you're not, you're not feeding into somebody else's dreams. You know what I mean? You're, you're creating your own. Um, and that's just, it, you can't put a price on it. You, you yeah. literally can't, you know, um, because you, you're constructing the life that you want. You're not helping, you know, take care of someone else's life. You're, you're doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's hard at first. Absolutely. I'm sure, you know, you know, you, you go through trials and tribulations and, but you get to a point to where everything is starting to like go forward. You know, everything is getting better. Um, you, you're feeling better. Your, your business is doing better. Your, your family life is doing better. Everything just starts moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's all because you're, you're feeding into your passion. You're, you're doing something that you love doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, we are just very fortunate to be able to do that. Like 100%, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I say I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I, I couldn't imagine going to a job that I absolutely disliked every single day just for the sake of taking care of my responsibilities. You know, you, you got to find a way to make it work. You got to find yeah. a way to make the system work for you. You know, um, well, and I think I think a lot of people are being sold. You know, I sometimes sometimes I like to to blame the the general populace for this, um, and then other times I like to blame the individual because I think it's it's really comes down to our responsibility. No matter what the outside world says, like it's our responsibility to choose how we're going to do those things. And I have done the thing that makes me miserable. And I was convinced that I just had to find a way within that thing to make myself happy. And it never happened. It mm-hmm. never happened. And then you tell people about what you really want to do. And it's like their eyes glaze over, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's the most disruptive thing. And I don't think anybody means any harm by it, right. but it, it's, it's interesting what it does to your own soul when you try to share yourself and it's not received. You know what I mean? Oh. Absolutely. You know what I mean? People think we're crazy. You know, yeah. um, 
they think you're crazy for chasing, you know, dreams and goals. You know, you you have a lofty goal and you tell somebody about this and they're just like, yeah, okay. You know, and, and you're like, you're, you're opening up yourself to this person expressing, you know, things that you want to do in the future. You're in a very vulnerable position and they just kind of write you off, you know? And yes, that absolutely, (laughs) it puts a dent in your soul. Yeah. But moving forward, you, you have to believe that you can do those things yourself. You know, you, you have to be your biggest fucking hype man. You know what I mean? You have to be that person who's like, this is the path that I have to take in order to get to where I want to be. And it doesn't concern anybody else. It absolutely doesn't. You know, this yeah. is, this is going back to being your dream. This is going back to, you know, accomplishing your goals. You, you don't need anybody else's permission to do that. You don't need anybody else's, you know, good graces in order to, to go after these things. This is literally your one shot. This is your one at bat. And that's mm-hmm. everybody has their own. And if they want to spend their life building up somebody else's dream and sidebarring theirs, that's, that's their thing, man. That, that's up to them. But yeah. It, and like circling back to what we talked about, it's not easy. It, it's hard. You know what I mean? When, when I started tattooing, I was working three jobs at the time to help, oh my God. to help pay for tattooing. You know, I was working, I was working 80, 85 hours a week because I had responsibilities, but I made sure that I was still tattooing, you know, um, cause eventually this is what was going to take care of me. You know, mm-hmm. I've been tattooing for almost five years and I would say I just barely started making really good money about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Up until that point, it's struggle. You're grinding. You know what I mean? There's, there's early mornings, late nights, you know, you hardly see anybody, um, because you're chasing after that stuff. And it's okay for people not to understand that because that's not their dream. It's yours. You know what I mean? And you have to make those sacrifices in order to get to where you want to be. And, and like I said, you know, if, if you have to work more during the day to, to help take care of the dream that you're working on in the evening, that's what you got to do, mm-hmm. you know, because at some point, that dream is going to take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you won't have to have two, three jobs anymore. You're going to be doing the one thing that you love doing, and that's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And I think people have a really hard time kind of understanding that concept that you have to make the sacrifices now in order to have a better life later. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's a scary concept for people. You know what I mean? Like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Or, you know, what if I'm in a, a bad financial situation in, in two years? Yeah, you might be. Mm-hmm. But in five years, you're going to be in a better financial situation that you're in right now, and you're going to love what you're doing. You know what I mean? And for some reason, um, people think that's impossible. Oh, absolutely. You know, because it's been ingrained in our heads that you have to do things a certain way. There has to be a certain progression in everything that you do. You know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. And sometimes you have to deviate from that whole blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to take two steps back in order to take one step forward. And people are like, well, well, wait a minute. Like you're, you're telling me that I have to go backwards instead of forwards. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to give up a little ground in order to get better footing. Mm-hmm. And pe- people don't understand that, you know, and it's, it's scary for sure. You know, like people who have responsibilities, who have families, like get it. Like that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a scary idea that, well, I'm taking a risk, but this risk is also affecting, you know, my family. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, 
You're going to put your family in a better financial situation. You're going to have a better relationship with your family. You're going to have a better relationship with yourself. And, and so the sacrifices are worth it. You just have to be willing to make them, you know, and, and that's terrifying for some people. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's something that you have to overcome in, in yeah. order to get to where you want to be. You know, if it, if it were easy, everybody would do it. You know what I mean? It's it's the most cliche thing in the world, but it's totally true. If it were easy, everybody would do it, but it's not. So not everybody does it. Not everybody ceases that opportunity. But the people who do are so much better off because they're enjoying what they're doing. You know, not even like a monetary aspect of it, but your quality of life. You know, the money will come. The, the money will come. There's, there's money everywhere. You, you can make money doing anything. But it's when you find what you love doing, that money is going to come after you. You know, because it's going to come through in what you're doing. People are going to be drawn to that. Like, oh man, this is, this is a genuine person and they're, they love what they do. Like, I want more of that. You know, whether it's, you know, for me specifically in an, in art, an artistic standpoint, but people who are in, you know, the fitness industry or, people who are starting their own, you know, restaurant. It, if you love what you do, it's going to come through your work and people are going to be drawn to that. And that's, that's how you make the money. People see you being passionate about what you're doing and they want to be part of that. You know, they want to, they want to feed off of that passion and that's going to give birth to maybe something that they love doing. Like, Oh man, well, Zach is doing, you know, something that he really loves doing. Like, Maybe I should take a chance and, and do this thing that I've been thinking about and just haven't, haven't really thought about doing it because I've been so scared, but Zach did it and, and look how happy he is, you know? And so you're, you're kind of influencing these other people through sharing your passion with them. They might not be the same passion. Yeah. It might be somebody who wants to open up a restaurant, but they're like, you know, he went after it. He, he took a chance and look at how great he's doing. Maybe if I took a chance, I could be doing as good as he is. Mm -hmm. And well, and it's, it's such a daunting thing too, like sacrificing or taking a step back or, you know, taking a pay cut or whatever. Like it's scary as fuck. I get it. I, I honestly feel lucky just because I, I have so much less obligation to other people. I feel like it's almost unfortunate in a way because I don't have to tackle the same things other people do, but I'm going to take that opportunity with what I have now and try to build an even strong, stronger foundation in my life to be able to handle more things then. But, you know, it was never my plan to, to, to be without like the home and wife and kids. Like that was never the plan really. It just worked out like that. And I decided to take the opportunity while I was, I had less of those obligations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I get it when people have more than I do and it's, it's that much more of a difficult struggle. I don't know if I could personally do it with all those other things. I, fuck dude, I truly don't know. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. uh, but it, if I do have more freedom, then I think it's my obligation to myself and even more so to other people to show that I can do it, not to be impressive, but to like be influential and, and try to help people see a path where maybe they, they haven't seen it before, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and, and the, the, the one thing that's this disrupt, disruptive to me that I kind of like to know from your perspective is like, there's this, these different stages and there's all these different complexities and people 
come across things at completely different points in their lives comparatively to other, to the ones around them. You know, I didn't expect to be doing this at my age. I wanted to be doing this at 20. And some people do get to do it at 20, you know. But how is it that art fit into your life? Like, has it always been about art? Like, um, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 32. 30, 30, 32. And so what was life coming up? Like, uh, you know, how did this, how did you end up becoming a tattoo artist? Like, how did you end up taking this passion and like end up being in this position where you absolutely love what you do every day and you'd rather not do anything else? Well, I, I deviated pretty far from the plan to be quite honest really? with you. Um, I, I went to college. I played college football for a couple of years. Um, it, that kind of burnt out. Uh, I moved back up here and I decided that I was going to be a physician. So wow. I started down that path, um, with a degree in biology with a minor in chemistry. Um, I, I took my MCATs. Uh, I was, I was on my way to start. Dude, you were in it. Yeah. I was, I was on my way to start applying to medical schools. And, um, I had gone through some pretty rough medical issues where I ended up with a pacemaker. I'm 25 years old at this point oh, And I've got a, geez. I've got a pacemaker and I've diagnosed with stage one congestive heart failure. You know what I mean? <sighs> and so it kind of took a step back and, and reevaluated my life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, is this really something that I could see myself doing for the rest of my life? Is this something that I actually enjoy doing? And I completely abandoned ship. I was like, you know what? I was doing this because I was chasing something else. I was chasing the monetary aspect of, of being a physician. I was chasing the, the status of being a physician and once it came down to it and you, you're kind of faced with your own mortality, you know, somebody tells you like, Hey, if you get worse, like you're going to potentially die in like two years. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Um, worst case scenario, I've got a couple of years left. What do I want to be doing for the rest of the time that I have? Do I want to be sitting in a classroom, potentially doing something that I don't enjoy? Absolutely not. So uh, I found tattooing through that. You know, I, I had a friend who had been tattooing since high school and I, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey man, like I, I want to get into this. This, this is something that I, I want to get into. I've, I've always been an artist and, um, it was kind of sidebarred by the whole going to school and focusing on my future. And it was kind of pushed in the background. I was like, man, I, I, I really enjoyed doing that, but artists don't make any money. Artists don't make shit. So I'm going to go to school and I'm going to be a doctor because they make fucking bank. And then when it came down to it, I'm like, Hey man, you're in a position to where you might not be alive for a long time. What are you going to do with your life? So all of a sudden the fucking money part doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even, it's nothing at this point. So I reached out to him and he's like, Hey man, yeah, come in. You know, we'll, we'll start doing some stuff together. Um, and he was under the intention that, I was just going to kind of come and watch him for a little bit in my head. I was like, yo, we're doing a full blown apprenticeship. Like I'm, I'm I'm starting this shit like tomorrow. So I showed up and I was like, all right, man, you need to give me a list of the things that I need to buy in order to, to move forward. And he was like, Oh, you're, you're, you're like about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in it, man. So, um, at that point it was like, you kind of realize what's important to you. You know, um, and, and for some people, it's further down the road. You know, for some people, it's earlier. Um, I was just 
kind of reevaluating reevaluating my life at that point because I wasn't happy with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So how do you fix that? You know, how, how do you go about changing your life at that point? Mm-hmm. And so I started chasing my passion. And so let me ask you this then. Do you think that if you wouldn't have had that catalyst of your mortality, do you think that you would have continued like it almost sounds like you kind of were suppressing this thing, right? So if you wouldn't have had that catalyst, do you think that you would still be in the medical field? You know, I, probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it, you think that you've got all this time to do yeah. all these things and it's like, oh, you know, maybe I'll finish my degree and maybe I'll, I'll go to medical school and, and maybe I'll, I'll become a doctor. And if I don't like it, then I'll do something else. You know, that could be 10 years down the road. It, you might not have 10 years. You know, yeah. you can get that, you can get whacked by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. You, you don't know how long you got. So I think that was the best thing that could have happened to me was somebody being like, Hey man, you're on the clock. I hate to tell you. And I was like, yep, heard, got it. Um, and that pushed me to, you know, go through those sacrifices. You know, it pushed me to, to go through those hard times. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be worth it in the end. You know, and that's where it all started, man. I, I worked like 80 hours a week for like three years straight to make where I am today. And I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I really yeah. couldn't, you know. Yeah. Um, and it took sacrifice. It, it took, um, you know, late nights. It took early mornings. It, it took a lot of stuff. And um, I was fortunate enough to be in a position that I'm in because uh, I'm a successful tattooer now. Yeah. Who knows? I could still, you know, if that, if that wouldn't have happened, I could have been balls deep in medical school right now, hating my life. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, and it's almost like you can look back and be for sure that you would have, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's where I get where people have a hard time making that jump. Yeah. Um, because they don't have that kind of, you know, fight or flight come into their life. This is, this is where you're at. And you can either continue to do this for X amount of time, or you can fully take advantage of the time that you have available. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to take the time that I have available, and I'm going to do something that I absolutely love doing, regardless of the monetary aspect of it. Um, and you, you learn through that. The money will come. It, it will. You know, it, it might not be you know, the first day. It might not be the first week. It might not be the first year. But once people start to see how passionate you are about what you're doing, they become drawn to it. And they're like, man, I really want to be, I, I want to be a part of that, you know? And so you, you, you build those relationships that way, you know, and they tell their friends and their friends tell their friends. And all of a sudden you, you've got this network of people who just want to be a part of your dream mm-hmm. because they're, they're feeding off that energy and they're taking that energy and, putting it into their dreams, you know? So it, it's hard. I get it. I get it. It's, it's hard for people to take that jump, but I, I agree with you in the sense that you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the individuals around you mm-hmm. to do that, you know, because it, it doesn't only benefit you, but it benefits the people that are around you. You know, um, it, it, it's completely a, a spider web effect when you're around people and you're all passionate about what you're doing. It doesn't have to be the same thing. You know what I mean? Like 
you, you could be passionate about your fitness life. You could be passionate about, you know, opening a restaurant. You could be passionate about artwork. But if you all share the passion in what you're doing, that energy feeds into each individual and they put that energy back into what they're doing. Mm. You know, if, if you, if you continue to be around people who hate their life and, and they're depressed about what they're doing, you're going to become a very depressed person. Yeah. Because that's what you're around. You know, it, it's hard to be that person that's trying to, you know, be positive and, and feed into, you know, dreams and goals when you're around a bunch of people who are stagnant, who aren't necessarily happy with where their life is going. They're not happy with the relationships that they have. That, that kind of starts to tarnish you as an individual. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to kind of get those people out of your life, but you need to be around individuals who are just as passionate about what they're doing as you are with what you're doing. No. Yeah. And, and I know that I've caught myself. It's weird because you don't, you don't realize it. And it's almost like you're, you're, you're lacking a self-awareness or a mindfulness of where you are in a, where you are in a lot of moments with other people. But I, I, you know, the more that I found out about myself, the more I've been in moments where I'm like, why am I, I'm not enjoying this. Why am I talking about this? Why am I in this environment? Like, why, mm -hmm. why am I here? And it's, it's almost like just because it's comfortable, it's habitual. It's like, it's what you've known yourself to be around these particular people. And you don't even realize what's going on to your mind and, and like your body, like your body's almost tight. It's almost prepared, almost uh, mm -hmm. trying to. I don't know, handle the situation. And then you get around people that you legitimately talk about passions and talk about difficulties and like you feel like you really trust. And even your body is just open. It's just, right. I know that sounds kind of woo woo to a lot of people, but mm -hmm. your body's just open. It, it's not so tense all the time and your mind is absolutely so trapped, maybe. Yeah. And I, I completely, I completely believe in energy transfer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not a, a crazy, um, I don't know how you would explain that, like um, voodoo, which um, energy kind of a person. But I, I completely agree. Your that background says otherwise. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> a bunch of weird shit back there. Um, but I, I absolutely believe that we as individuals transfer energy between each other. You know, if yeah. if, if you're in totally. a depressive, if you're in a depressive state, the people around you are going to feel that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I heard this guy say this one thing: if, if we were hanging out and I stabbed myself in the hand, you would feel it. You would, you would feel that it didn't happen to you, but you would feel it. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's, you know, we're all kind of connected in that way. So if you're going to be around people, be around the people who are going to feed you positive shit, you know, be around people who are going to help feed your passion, not people who are going to suck it away from you because that's exhausting. You know what I mean? That it's exhausting to be around those kinds of people. Um, and, and, and not only that, but it's not conducive to be a creative person around those individuals because you might come to them with an idea and they're like, yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen. Or, well, um, I don't really see how that's possible. And it's like, we haven't even got to the point to where we're trying it. This is an yeah. idea and you're already shooting it down. Totally. You know? Yeah. And it's so hard to be around those people when you're chasing dreams, when you're chasing passions, because as soon as you come to them with an idea, it's like, no, 
that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You can't be around those people. You cannot. It, it, it is not conducive for making your life better. You know? Um, and, you, you know, you, you let those people hang out with each other. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, go to your corner, do whatever ridiculous things you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, the So, something that I've recently... It seems like every time I talk to somebody new, it's like I always have to say I'm on the cusp of something. And I think the thing is because I am. I end up connecting with people and wanting to talk to people that are kind of in the depths of what I'm experiencing at the moment, right? And what I kind of figured out a little bit was like, I, I'm starting to understand the the intensity and the necessity of putting in those extra hours and stuff. And, and I used to be so exhausted by this idea of like this, like the side hustle, the, the side hustle and like also putting in the eight hour works weeks and, and that exhausted me. Like the thought of that exhausted me. Right. But the closer I get and the more authentic I get about what I'm doing, the more it just, it, it's just almost natural. Like you, you, oh, yeah. it's not that you have to do it. It's that you want to do it. And you know, the, the side hustle idea, the, the just the thought of that is daunting and it sounds uh, hard to do. But mm -hmm. when you're in the thing that actually matters to you, it's not even about that. It's just that your your heart calls to it. And you know, mm -hmm. you see the necessity just from your center. So what do you, because you did that. And dude, so I, after I got my back tattoo done, mm -hmm. mom, I was like, hey, maybe I want to try this. The first day that I went to apprenticeship, uh -huh. um, I was there for like 10 or 12 hours or something like that. And, you know, I was just, I was just watching, like I was taking out the trash, like I was just, just non-essential stuff. Right, right. right. And just being at the front desk, greeting people, I was just drawing on a pad and everything. And mm -hmm. I had ended up getting sick, like oh, this horrible migraine. I ended up puking on my way out. <laughs> oh, and like, Jesus. I was like, okay, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to do. I'm not a nocturnal person. And like, I just... Maybe it's not what I'm supposed to do. And I still feel like an artistic person, but right. tattoo artist was definitely not going to be my title. Um, uh -huh. But but there is something. So that's something that you took on for a long period of time. And you put in all these fucking hours, yeah. right? And so so what is it that you would express to people into being able to handle something like that? Like there's a majority of humans out there that, that, that are not doing that. And so all the extra right. time, it seems like, how do you, how do you keep up? Yeah. I mean, you, you have to fall in love with the journey. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. Um, everybody's got like this destination in mind, but you know, it, it's good to have goals, but you really have to fall in love with the journey to get there because you're going to be in that most of the time. And that's going to take you further then, you know, you know, putting a goal here, putting a goal here, putting a goal here. If you fall in love with the process that it takes to get there, you're a fucking dangerous person because you can be in the suck for a really long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's because you know what you're working towards. You're falling in love with the process. And you got to keep that in the forefront of your brain when you're going through this stuff. Like, man... I worked fucking 60 hours this week. I've got two more days left, but 
I know these are the steps I have to take to get to where I want to go. So I'm going to come to work the next two fucking days with a smile on my face mm-hmm. because I know in a year, I'm not going to fucking be here. I'm going to be where I set out to be. And I'm going to be further than where I set out to be because I'm falling in love with the idea that I'm not going to be doing the suck for forever. You know what I mean? Um, And it's very daunting to think about all of the extra hours that you have to put in to get to where you're going to go. And it's a long process. This definitely isn't something that you can do overnight. You know, you, you're making, you know, one to 3% increments a day. You're not making these huge strides in a, in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. You're literally doing one to 3% every single day, every single day, every single day. And then over time, yeah, that's going to add up to, you know, 20%. That's going to add up to like 30%. That's going to add up to like 50%. And so eight months down the road, you're like, Holy shit. You know, I'm, I'm 40% further than where I was when I started. You know, I, I, I've still got 60 to go, but look how far I've already come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, standing at the starting line and seeing that 40% is super intimidating. But you have to look at it as, okay, I'm going I'm to chip away at this, this 1%. I'm going to chip away at this 2% every single day. Because in the end, that's what adds up. And if you continue to fall in love with that 1%, 2% every day, you're going to look back and you'll be like, holy shit, I came a really long way. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it. You know, and it's, it, it is absolutely intimidating for people who are just starting out. Absolutely. Because it's, it seems like such a daunting task. But you have to look at it as it's going to be a little bit at a time. You, you aren't going to, you know, quit your job tomorrow and then become uh, a well-respected, well-rounded tattoo artist who's booked out for 12 months at a time making, you know, $20,000 a month. That's not going to happen over a course of, of a week, of a month, of a year. Um, it takes time and it takes sacrifice. And some people just aren't willing to go through the suck in order to get to that point. So you have to be able to fall in love with the process because that, that right there, man, like you reach that, that one goal and it's like, yo dude, it's, it's time to start hitting that two or 3% at this next goal. So I'm going to keep chipping away at that shit because I know once I start making those little increments, winning those tiny little battles, I'm going to be so much further along in like the next year, the next two years, the next five years. You know what I mean? Um, and you have to you have to remember that when you're going through this shit, it takes time. It takes time. You know, people are inherently like super impatient nowadays because totally. you order something on fucking Amazon and you expect it to be here in the next 15 minutes. You know, <laughs> it's, it's coming. A, it's coming. Yeah, it's it's not how that shit works. You know what I mean? So when you're building a career, when you're building, you know, your life around your dreams, this shit takes time. It takes time. And honestly, I think it takes time because it weeds out the people who aren't serious about chasing their dreams. You know, yes. you, you might, you might chip away at it for like six months and realize, man, this is kind of hard. I don't know if I like this. This kind of sucks. I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing because I mean, I didn't love it, but I was, I was doing better than I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, team, get out of here. On to the next one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's those, 
those select few that make it all the way through it that get to, you know, practice their passion, that, that get to live their dream. And what sucks too is you almost get criticized for being that person. You know, it's like you're in a position to where you're successful and people are like, man, I wish I would have got a break like he did. Like, no, fuck you. Like, you have no idea what I went through to get. How dare you take that away from me? Yeah, you have no idea. And it's like, you could have done that. You you could have been where I'm at, but you chose not to. Mm-hmm. You know, it, this this was birthed through hard work and sacrifice. You know, nobody handed you shit. And this, this came through sacrifice. You just weren't willing to go through the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to sit back and be like, must be nice. Yeah, it is fucking nice. You know what I mean? Because I went through the suck to be where I'm at. You had every opportunity and you decided not to. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it can be frustrating at times um, because people, people, everybody's story is different. Each individual has got a different story. Everybody goes through shit. Everybody goes through shit. And to stand on the sidelines and be like, must be nice. Yeah, that could be you, but you're just not willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I also think that there's, there's, there's this very odd, <laughs> almost masochistic pleasure that you get when, when you do find the passionate thing. Cause mm-hmm. I, even I was this morning, I was laughing at how much I have to do. Mm-hmm. Fuck, dude. Like there's so much. I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. And in the amount of time that I feel is, you know, necessary, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to fucking keep doing it. Um, so do you think that there was, cause I think this is my theory. This hap, I think this happens a lot is people see, uh, the, the tangible, the outside external validation about things and we can get ourselves to work hard mm-hmm. and we're waiting for the payoff, right? Mm-hmm. But there, it feels different. Those two things feel different. Say you're going to work 80 hours a week. You can work 80 hours a week building something that you're not so sure about and, right. and you think is just going to pay off monetarily or whatever. And then you can mm-hmm. work 80 hours a week doing something you're just completely passionate about. But you approach those things in two different ways and your emotions through them work in two different ways, I think, you know, and um, so what was that like going through? Like, what? how did you handle that emotionally? Like the the late nights, the long hours, the exhaustion, the the doubt, the the, Mm -hmm. you know, all that pressure. Like, what did that feel like coming up doing all this? Um, I mean, it. It had its days. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like this, this journey wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Um, there were some like really low lows, you know, where self doubt starts to creep in and you're wondering like, man, do I, is, is this really going to be worth it in the end? Like, what if I suck at tattooing and I just like yeah. wasted all this time? Um, but you don't know until you get there. So why worry about it now? Worry about it when you get there. So I was working towards getting to that point. Okay. So, uh, I, I, I knew I had to go to work because I had responsibilities. I had bills to pay. You know what I mean? I, I had people to take care of. So it was like, I need to make sure that those things are done. 
I need to take care of my responsibilities before I start to take care of my passion because I, I, I had to feed these things in order to get to these other things. So when I was going through all of this, you know, crazy work schedule for the last like three years, I was going through it knowing that I was going to come out better on the other side because I was going to make it better. It, it was going to be entirely on me. And I think that's a problem that a lot of people have is when you're chasing dreams and passions, you don't have anybody, know to, you don't have anybody to blame but yourself. You know, this is entirely up to you. Um, you, you were going to make it or break it. And that's kind of the mentality that I had to adopt was, okay, I'm, I'm going full steam in this thing and I'm going to find a way to make it work. I'm going to find a way to make this shit work for me. Um, because I knew I loved it. And if I sucked at it, then I was going to work twice as hard. You know, I, I'm going to outwork everybody in this fucking room and I'm going to make it work for me. And you have to kind of keep that mentality because it, it's not going to be easy at times. There, there's going to be times where it's like, man, I'm just really fucking tired. I'm just really tired. Or gosh, man, I, what if this doesn't work out? You, you can't think like that. It's okay to think like that a little bit, but you can't think like that the entire time because then it's going to start to poison your mind. Then it's like, yeah. you know what? This, like, I can't, I can't do this anymore because I, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I, I'm going to suck at it. My, my life's going to fall apart. It's okay to have those days every now and again, but you need to recognize when you're going through that and refocus. You need to take a step back and be like, okay, why am I doing this? What, what is my reason? Okay. Well, I'm doing this because I'm trying to build a better life for myself. I'm doing this because, you know, I'm chasing my passion. I'm doing this because I don't want to be building someone else's dream through my life. And it's like, okay. I'm going to get to that point to where I'm working for myself. I'm going to get to that point where I'm doing things that I love doing and I'm going to find a way to make it work. So that was my mentality going through all that stuff was I was fully committed. I was fully committed and I was going to find a way to make it work no matter what. If I had to work 90 hours a week for the next five years to get to the point where I could be a successful tattooer, I was going to fucking do it. I didn't care, you know, cause that's what I knew it would take, but I was going to find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's super intimidating. You know what I mean? It's, it's, super, oh, totally. it's super hard to kind of think that way. And people think you're crazy. People think you're nuts. You know what I mean? You know, I, I'd get done working a, a full day, like 12, 13 hours and I'd go and I'd paint or I'd go to the shop. Um, and people are like, what are you doing? Like I'm working, man. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking putting in work today. Well, do you want to come and hang out? No, don't. I got shit to do. And it's like, well, you can take just one day off. No, no, I can't. Um, uh, if I take this day off, I'm going to be X amount of time behind. You know, we can hang out when I get there. We can hang out when I'm in a position to where I, I feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll have people who will make you feel bad. And you have people that would be like, oh, well, it's never good to see you. You need to get rid of those people. Because they're not feeding into your passion. You, if you've got a, a support group of people who want the best for you, they're gonna be like, "Hey, I get it. You know, come and see me when you got time." You know, I, I heard this guy say this a couple of days ago. I'd rather have four quarters and a hundred pennies. And it was like, 
you have to have that support group of people who genuinely care about ah. what you're doing, genuinely care about your passions, who are there to help support you. Of course, there's going to be a bunch of people around you who are rooting for you when you're at the top. But it's like, you know, where were you when I was, you know, digging in the shit? You were telling me, oh, man, take a night off. Uh, do you think that's really a good idea to do that? Do you, eh, do you think you should really be doing that? And then when you get to that point, it's like, hey, I told you you were going to make it. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's that's another part of it, too, um, that really does get addressed, I feel like, is it's important to kind of have a support group. You know, it's important to have people who believe in what you're doing because on those days where you're doubting yourself, you have to, you have to borrow that person's belief in you. And he's like, you know, if you, if you got a friend who's like, Yo, dude, you're going to do it, you're going to make it. It's like, oh, man, I don't know about that, but it's like, you know, my, my buddy was telling me I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it. I'm going to fucking do it and I'm going to make it. You know, you have those days. It, yeah. It's, it's inevitable. And so you have to have that, that group of people who are there to support you because some days you're going to have to borrow their support. Yeah. You're going to have to borrow their belief in you, you know? And when you do finally get to where you are, it's like, you know, I, I got here because I made it happen, but also because I had people around me who were supporting me through the whole thing, you know, they're, they're just as important to the process as anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you can do it by yourself. It's possible, but it's just a lot fucking harder. You know? Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you, do you think there would have been differences or what do you think the differences, I guess, would have been? Cause I, I'm, I think I'm starting to understand what you're saying, um, as the people around me change. Um, what do you think it would have been like without the people? I don't know if I could have done it without the people. Yeah. And that's, that's the scary thing is you, you would have done it. You absolutely would have done it, but you would have probably gone through things that you necessarily didn't need to go through. It would okay, have probably yeah. taken you a longer time to do it. Um, because again, you have those days where you self doubt starts to seep in and mm -hmm. you, you have these people who are gassing you up. They're like, no, dude, you can fucking do this. You can fucking do this. Take those people out of the equation and you have to be that person for yourself. And sometimes that's hard to do, you know, because now you have this internal conflict of, Oh man, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, fuck that guy. Like, yeah, you can do it. Like, Oh man, but well, I've got, I should be doing this. Like, no, dude, fuck that. You should be doing this. Mm -hmm. And so you, you develop this, this dialogue inside your head with these two completely different personalities that are battling with one another, you know? And that's another part of the process that weaves people out is they don't have a support group to be like, yeah, you're on the right path. Keep going. You know, the, the self doubt kind of takes over and it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out bailing. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, you absolutely, it's absolutely possible. You absolutely could have done it, but you would have taken, I feel like more steps to get there and it would have taken more time to get there. Um, and it, it's completely possible. Don't get me wrong. It's completely possible. Um, but it's nice. It is nice to have those people there who are willing to lend you their support when you don't feel like you're, you're going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I, I really, really like the way you said that, like borrowing their belief like that, that fucking makes a lot of sense. And now I can see where people have done that for me. That's yeah, dude, that's, that's fantastic. The way you look at that, uh, that's powerful, powerful mm -hmm. because it shows where 
people really matter. And it shows where the right people really matter. Oh, absolutely. You know? mm -hmm. And uh, so, so now you're at this point, like you, I mean, you consider yourself where you want, right? Like you, you, you've, you've, you've envisioned this and now you're kind of there. Right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have got maybe not so their like end goal, but right. I've got so much further to go, man. Um, but I'm, you know, you're I'm a tattoo artist. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I've I've solidified myself in this career, hundred uh, percent. Mm -hmm. um, this is what I will be doing for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Well, and um, and but... maybe it's maybe like maybe it's legitimately healthy to have some self criticism, so that that is a driver for you. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I have a reputation of being incredibly hard on myself. Um, you can ask anybody who knows me personally. Um, I, I'm very, very hard on myself. I, I can look at a tattoo and pick it apart for hours. You know, yes. something that you would see that you'd have no idea. I yeah, would look totally. at that and be like, I messed this up here. I fucked this up here. I need to fix this here. Um, and I, I think that's good to an extent. Um, I feel like I'm on that cusp of it being almost unhealthy because it's important to celebrate your wins. You know what I mean? Agreed. It, yeah. it, it is absolutely important. It's, it's important to see how far you've come and it, it's important to recognize the, the steps that you're taking. Um, for me, I feel like that's kind of why I've progressed in tattooing so quickly is because I, I am so hard on myself. Um, I, I see what all these other people are doing and I know this is terrible, but like you start to compare yourself to what these other people are doing. We each have our own journeys. Absolutely. Yeah. And you should only be competing with yourself. It's much easier said than done. Um, so in that aspect, like, yeah, it is, it is good to have a little bit of criticism towards yourself, but it's also very important for you to celebrate when you are doing good. Yeah. You know, um, because, because that, that keeps the passion alive. That keeps you loving your job. That that keeps you enjoying what you're doing. You know what I mean? You can't continually break yourself down um, in what you're doing, you know, over and over and over again, because then that, that's the state you're going to live in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be good enough. And a little bit of that is okay. But when it starts to completely consume you, that's that's when you're starting to head down a really dark path like mm -hmm. you, you just start to dislike what you're doing because you're continuing to criticize your work you know mm -hmm. whatever it may be um and it's again it's important to have that group of people who are like no dude like your shit's fucking great like you're doing good you're you're doing good shit it's like oh, i mean yeah i mean it looks all right like like no dude it looks fucking good um so that, that's a constant battle you know what I mean? The, the healthy amount of criticism, <laughs> the healthy amount yeah. of self-criticism. Um, I'm sure you go through it too. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Um, and it's, it's the nature of the beast for people who want to be better. I feel like, um, you, you want to be to the top of the game. There's, I've always believed if you're going to do something, you might as well be the best at it or else why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Um, and in order to be the best, you have to, you have to get to that point to where, you can be honest with yourself. You know, I, I could be doing this better. I could be doing more of this. Um, and, it, and that just comes down to being honest with yourself. And sometimes being honest with yourself can be ugly. Like mm -hmm. 
hey man, I've been real fucking lazy for the last week. I need to lock it up. You know, I, I've been wasting a lot of fucking time this last week playing this video game. I need to, I need to put this shit down. You know, and it's okay to do that. You know, there's there's a very fine line between calling yourself out and self abuse. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people sometimes are they don't know where to draw that line. Like, you know, you're either too soft on yourself or you're too hard on yourself. Um, so you have to find that that balance between the two and be able to call yourself out and, you know, refocus and move accordingly. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, man, I spent way too much fucking time on my phone last week. How am I going to fix that? Okay, I'm going to spend one hour on my phone in the morning and that's it. Then my phone goes away for the rest of the day, you know. Um, and, and it's okay to do that to yourself. You, you're setting boundaries for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that becomes very necessary is having legitimate rigid boundaries for you to keep a healthy mind. Absolutely. Um I mean there there were times where you know <laughs> you you go a full day just not doing jack shit and then you're upset for the next two days because you're like, "Man, I could have spent that day doing this, but here I am doing all this bullshit because I spent this whole day not doing anything." Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's hard. It's a, it's a balance, man. It is, it is 100% a balance. Um, because sometimes you do need those days. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you get burnt out and it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to turn on autopilot. I'm just going to chill for a day, mm-hmm. but it's important to not continue to do that. Yeah. You know, not get into the point where, you know, a day goes by, a week goes by, a month goes by, a couple months go by. And it's like, you're in this slump now where you're just not doing jack shit. And it was disguised as, oh, I just needed a break. You needed a break for a day. You didn't need a break for six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I, I feel like some people get lost in that too. Is It started off being, hey, I just, needed a, I just needed a minute. And then that minute turned into six months. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. You know? You well, see, and, go ahead. I was like, you gave up. You fucking yeah. gave up. You know, you got comfortable doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, uh, I think that I had this idea that, um, that once, that once I found the thing, that it'd be easy to just stay on track and attack, right? Mm-hmm. But we're always tempted by comfort. We're yeah. always tempted by comfort. You know, yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to always be on. It's because your, your, your adrenaline's up, your stress is up. In, in a good way, like there's good stress too, but it's tempting to, to settle down into place. And in the yeah. modern world, you know, apart from evolutionary, uh, necessity, like it's, it's very easy to settle into place, you know? Right. It's almost like we're, we're waiting for, we're resting and recovering for the next bout or the next, you know, fight or flight situation. But because we never necessarily have to do that now, Mm-hmm. settle into it like it's way too easy to get comfortable again i can't even trust myself i have to i have to delete instagram because <laughs> i'll get on there and it'll fuck with my head and i'll compare what? negatively like what you're talking about and i'll be like god damn it and i have to yeah. i have to delete it every sunday and yeah. if i have to make a post i'll get on and then if you know if i, if I find myself scrolling like delete it you're deleting the app you delete the app you, there's mm-hmm. no i thought i had control that's the arrogance of it is like you think you fucking have control and a lot of times you don't. You no. fucking don't, right? No, um, absolutely. What what is uh 
I mean, because you're in a physical shop and you're working with people, you're working on people's skin. Fucking mm-hmm. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does how does social media it become part of your life? Like you have this crazy artistic talent, and social media and the internet gives the opportunity to show everybody what you're doing. But mm-hmm. is it all good? So when we were discussing this, I, this is a topic that I specifically wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, I'm about to get on my soapbox here for a second. Let's fucking um, hear it. I love soapboxes. <laughs> um, I think social media is a, is a place for some things, mm-hmm. but as a whole, I think it's a dirty, dirty fucking place. Um, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I would have zero social media at all. Um, you know, obviously I use it because it's free advertising, um, that kind of a thing. But I believe that social media is a, is, is completely fake. I think social media is the biggest fucking sham in the world. And I'm going to tell you why you see highlights of people's lives. Okay. You, you get to see the good shit. You get to see them on top of the mountain. Okay. You didn't see all the shit that they had to go through to get there. So when you're looking at this person standing on top of the mountain and you're at the fucking bottom, your tent's got a hole in it, your fucking shoes got a hole in it, like you're in the shit and you're like, man, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Because look at how well they're doing. That shit's fake, man. You're, you're seeing them at their best, you know? And I, I had the conversation with my friend about this the other day and I was like, what would you do? If social media disappeared tomorrow, how would that affect what you're doing now? Would it, would it not be a big deal? Would your, would your passion, would the amount of love that you have for what you're doing change if it went away tomorrow? Yeah. And if the answer to that is yes, then you're no longer chasing passion. You're chasing validation from strangers. You are chasing people being like, Oh my gosh, like, look at how great you're doing, blah, 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 blah. You're chasing that. You're no longer chasing your passion. I've met people who are some of the most phenomenal artists I've ever seen. They couldn't give two shits about social media mm-hmm. because they're doing what they love. You know what I mean? And people see that. And if you take that social media aspect out of your life, how does that change you? Mm-hmm. If it changes you for the worse, you know, then you are, are you really chasing after your passion or are you just chasing after validation from these people? You know? Um, and it's, it's really sad too, because we, we've grown up, we're growing up in a society that revolves around this validation from strangers. You know what I mean? Like if you do something that you spent weeks, months doing, okay. And you pop it on social media and let's say you get like, five people who interact with you on it. And it's like, you start to, to doubt your abilities. It's like, man, well, I spent all this time doing this and nobody likes it. Like maybe, maybe it's not that good. You know, maybe I didn't do that well. Like yeah. maybe, maybe I fucked this up. No, man, fuck that. That's not your problem. You were creating, you were doing better than you did yesterday. That's a win. That's, that's what should be your driving force is being a better person than you were the day before, regardless of, you know, how many likes you get, how many comments you get, how many people share your shit. That's, that stuff is fake. You know what I mean? 
if you are able to chase after your passion without having to seek validation from others, that makes you a dangerous fucking person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you are literally putting all your effort into your craft without needing anybody else, without needing people to be like, Oh man, I love that. And then you never see him again. Or, you know, like, Oh man, that thing was really, really good that you did. It's like, you don't need that from those people. You have your support people who are close to you, who are there to help support you in the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. But when you post something on social media, those people are only there to help you out when you're at the top. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not interested in helping you out when you're in a deep state of depression. They're not there to help you out when you're fucking digging in the shit. They don't care. They're Mm -hmm. going to be there to criticize you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if if you were to take that whole aspect out of what you love doing, you would be so much better off, so much better off. And I, I just, I can't stand how, how many people have been suffocated out of what they love doing because of social media, because they think that they're not, they're not good at what they do because they're not getting attention from other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it kills so many dreams, you know? Um, and it's sad. It is. It's really sad because we're growing up thinking that we need this validation from strangers and you don't, you fucking don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, it, go ahead. well, something that I think is important for, for people to understand, um, going back to what you were saying about, uh, more or less not giving a fuck what people think about your craft. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan Peterson says, and this, I'm going to fuck this up, uh, but he's one of my favorite people, even though he's getting attacked from all angles at this point. But he says, um, a harmless man is not a good man. Mm -hmm. A good man is a very, very dangerous man who has it under voluntary control. And number one, that hit me really fucking hard. Because right. I realized the power in that, but it also hit me really hard because I was, I was never that person. I was, I was always trying to, um, uh, convince the world with my kindness and my temperance and my understanding. Right. But I'm, I was never a, uh, formidable person, which to me means that I was lacking respect and admiration and curiosity from other people. Now I'm I'm not a violent person, um, but I know where aggression and fortitude and you know um, confidence and respecting yourself makes you a force to be reckoned with, especially when it comes to my craft. Like, don't fuck with me on what I know. Right. You know, I'm not gonna be arrogant. I'll have discussions, but don't fuck with me on what I know, and Mm -hmm. don't and don't try to deter me from this thing. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and, and the social media aspect of it is, I fucking get what you're saying. Like, it's, it's nasty. Like, I, I put stuff on social media and I, I try to do it in depth. Like, I try to really put myself out there. And no matter what you do, social media, it's like dating apps. It's like, people are only going to get one dimension of you. Mm-hmm. They're only going to yeah. see a certain part of you. And, right. uh, and then the problem is, is, if somebody reacts or they don't react, you become assumptive of, of what that thing is to you and how it's affecting you. You know, right. Instagram is not my best platform and it's my 
probably my favorite just because I get to see a lot, but it's not my right. most effective um, because it, Instagram in itself is, is is more of like a influencer's, influencer's nest. It's it's you know my media doesn't come over as well in in Instagram as it does in my other forms of media. You know, I, my communities are are a lot heavier in other forms of media. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, social media can be a nasty fucking thing and it can, can completely control your direction and, and when you think you have control of it. Oh yeah, right? ab- absolutely. Right. And, um, it, it's just, it's just so hard to compare yourself to these other people's highlight reels. You know what I mean? Because you're seeing you, them as you, gods without exactly, loss. exactly. You know, and you absolutely can't have the good days without the bad days. You know what I mean? And so you're going to have bad days. And you're seeing these people's, you know, news feeds and this, that, and the other. And they're just like, oh man, they had another good day. They had another good day. They had another good day. Like, why the fuck am I having so many bad days? You know what I mean? Um, it happens. And it's just, it's just really sad to see how many people put so much, you know, self reliance on this social media platform. Yeah. You know, as long as you're better than you were yesterday, that's all that matters, man. That's all that fucking matters. You know, sometimes you got to be your biggest hype man. And if, if you're fucking not, dude, I'll be your hype man. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll come and blow your stuff up. I, I don't care. Like, yeah. because I know what you're going through. I know what, I know what exactly what you guys are going through. Um, that the self doubt, you know, you think you do something great and you put it on there and it just tanks. And it's like, oh man, maybe it wasn't that fucking great. No, fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. you were better than you were yesterday. So that's a win, mm-hmm. you know? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. As long as you're moving forward and as long as you're doing good by you, that's all that matters, man. That's all that matters. And social media can be such a dirty, dirty place in that aspect. Is Mm -hmm. You could be getting better, but you don't feel like you're getting better because you're waiting for someone else to to blow your shit up. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I I don't fucking care. I'll be that person. I'll come and gas you up. Like, because... Cause you're being better than you were yesterday. And if, if that's what it's going to take, then that's what it's going to take, you know? Um, and it's, it's hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. Social media is, is good for, for certain aspects. It's free advertising. You're, you're able to see people do things from all over the world that you wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to see. Um, you can use it as a source of inspiration. Um, there's, there's readily available knowledge everywhere. Those aspects are good. Those, those are absolutely good aspects to having social media. But sometimes I feel like the bad outweighs the good. And yeah. I, I, I'm not really on there a whole lot. Um, I'll post my stuff on there. You're hard to get a hold of, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just, I just don't deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'm in my headspace. You know, I'm, I'm in my headspace creating things. I'm in my headspace, you know, making sure that my group of people are taken care of making sure that my group of people are gassed up, that, that they know that they're doing is good, that I, I value who they are. Um, and so I, I don't really spend a whole lot of time on there because that'll start to bring you down. You know what I mean? And I got people that, you know, it's my responsibility to, to make sure that they're going through the shit. You know, like I've got homies that are chasing their dreams and I got to make sure that, hey man, you're doing fucking great. You know, and once you start being around all those people on social media who are so negative, how are you going to be that person for somebody else? Mm-hmm. 
because then you're going to start to have a negative mindset and then that's going to bleed into everybody else. You know what I yeah. mean? So I'm on there for a little bit. I'll post my shit. I'll interact with a couple of people and then I'm out, yeah. you know, um, because I, I don't want to deal with that negative energy. And I've get, <laughs> I got fucking asked, um, at this, uh, evergreen competition. Um, a couple, a couple guys came to my booth and they were like, yo, dude, like, your stuff is really good. Did you start your social media like yesterday? <laughs> and that was like, no. And he's like, how come you don't have like, you know, 20,000 followers? And I was like, cause I don't give shit. Cause yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm out here. I'm out here creating. I'm out here, you know, meeting people person to person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm out here having interactions with people. I'm out here building genuine relationships with people. Um, and I just, I don't. I don't waste my time on that stuff because a lot of the people on there, they want something out of you, yeah. you know, it's not a genuine interaction. You know, if you want to come and talk to me face to face, dude, I'll talk your ear off. Like, you know, yeah, we had a good talk on <laughs> when we tattooed that day. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that was, that was a genuine interaction. You know, we, we were sitting there face to face talking about real stuff, talking about life goals, you know, aspirations, that kind of a thing. You can't get that from social media. You, you just can't. And so I find it more beneficial to invest my time into situations like we had. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk to you. You're going to get my full attention. And this is how we're going to create a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, I, and I feel like, you know, social media has kind of pushed us away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everything is so surface level, you know, you, yeah. You've got people who, you know, you, you categorize as friends on there. Um, if you needed help moving shit at your house, how many of them would show up? For real. You know, if you, if you were having a really rough day and you just needed somebody to talk to, how many of those people, if you called them, would pick up the phone? Mm-hmm. You know, and that just goes back to kind of what we talked about earlier. I would have, I would much rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. But I've got four people that I know I can call. And will help me out. I'll take that over a hundred friends on fucking Facebook any day of the week, yeah. any day of the week. Um, well, there's, there's almost like, I mean, I understand social media and its ability to fast track somebody to get seen. Like I, I, I get that. Um, right. I, I think that's what we all kind of hope for, but 50,000 followers doesn't exactly prove that you inside of your own soul felt like, feel like you're, you're where you want to be. Like it doesn't, prove anything it, it might give you opportunities people might reach out to you because of it like you know if i see your work on instagram be like oh i want that guy to tattoo me the opportunities will come but even like last night i had a friend and i you know i was kind of having an uncomfortable situation and i wanted to talk to him and i remember him saying hey you want to call me because i'm just sitting in my hotel room and uh i i had a little bit of a discomfort because i was like oh maybe just text him but in the be- mm-hmm. in, in like in the deeper parts of me, I knew that a, a an audio conversation would get more out, and right. I think it's it's kind of a, a leveling effect. It's like texting is great, but you you you're missing uh people's uh their their body language. You're missing their energy. You're missing um the ways that are going to make them feel empathetic towards you. Um, yeah. you're missing physical touch if it's there. You you miss everything at that point and it's it's just one dimension and it's like so text is one thing um 
you know, audio is, is another, video is another, and then in person is, is it's all it's all its own thing. And so as you mm-hmm. go down, you're taking more and more away from your, from your interactions, and like oh. you're less fully satisfied because mm-hmm. of whatever level you're that you're interacting with. And if, so if it's just social media, right. fuck man, like you're not going to last mm-hmm. very long because right. it, it's only ever one dimensional. Like you can only get so much from it. Oh, I, I, feel, I feel bad for those fucking like models that have <laughs> a million followers, but you look at their comments and it's just thirsty dudes, oh, yeah. you know, and, and you know that that may even be their job is to be a model, but, um, they want to be seen as a human and they want oh, people to know that they have a brain and like mm-hmm. male or female. Like I, I feel, I think I pity those people, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean? I, I read this thing a while back and it said, <clears throat> it said your physical appearance is the least interesting thing about you. Oh, oh. And, and I was like, that is a hundred percent true. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, I want to know what else you have to offer. You know what yeah. I mean? What, what, what is something you're working towards? What, what do you love doing? You know what I mean? It, obviously you're, you know, physically striking and, and this and that, the other, um, I hate to tell you one day you're going to be old, you know, all that shit's going to go away. What do you have to offer at that point? What are, what are the things that you're working towards? You know, is this, is your physical appearance just a vehicle to get where you want to go? Um, is this a, a career that you want to stay in, you know, making money off of just the way that you look. And if that's, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. That's fucking great. That's awesome. You know, but I, I, that always just stuck with me because it's, I feel like it's true. You know, um, so many people are just so focused on physical attraction and, you know, seeing somebody and being like, Oh wow, that person is really attractive. Um, but what else do you have to offer? Yeah. You know, what, what else, what else do you want to do? You know, or are you chasing goals? Are you, do you have dreams? And what's keeping you from those things? <clears throat> and again, you know, I feel like you lose a lot of that from social media interaction. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm scrolling on Instagram and I, I see a beautiful person on there. It's like, wow, like, yeah, they're, they're very attractive, but what else is there? Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't get to know that from them. Mm-hmm. You know, you just see this half a second image of them. And that's it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then that's all, you know, that person by, and it's like, oh yeah, that person was super duper hot, you know, but it's like, okay, you know, this person, yeah, she, she wants to be a nurse. She wants to take care of elderly people. She wants to be a veterinarian. She wants to be a lawyer, like whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. You don't know those things unless you engage unless, and usually you can't have that genuine interaction with somebody unless like you said you're talking face to face you're speaking on the phone um you're doing those kinds of things and you know there there are people out there who they they just want to look good mm-hmm. hey that's fucking great that's awesome you, you be the hottest person on the fucking planet if that's your goal yo get it do it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but there's there's dimensions to doing that like and yeah, I mean, you know, right? exactly. You know, they have their own slew of things to worry about. You know that like you're dealing with nutrition, you're dealing with time management, you're dealing with workouts that 
there's so much more that's involved in it, but you don't know this. You just see this person and you're like, oh yeah, they're hot. That's it. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, cause it's kind of circling back to the whole social media thing. It's, you have to find value in yourself. That's the biggest thing is when you do something and you put it on social media and it might not perform the way that you want it to perform. You have to know in your head and in your heart that you're doing well. Because if you continue to rely on the validation of other individuals, that shit's going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're going to be filled with self doubt. You're going to be filled with, um, you know, criticism. It, as long as you're better than you were yesterday, you're doing just fucking fine. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think people lose that so much on social media because they may not get the amount of likes that they think they're going to get. They may not get the amount of comments that they think they're going to get. And then they start thinking to themselves, man, maybe my shit is fucked up. No, it's not. It's not fucked up. Mm-hmm. You're doing fucking awesome. You're, mm-hmm. you're doing fucking awesome. You don't need validation from other individuals. And that's why I say when you have a person who's chasing their dreams, their dreams relentlessly without needing any sort of social media validation. That is a dangerous fucking person. Yeah. Cause they can chase it without anybody knowing about it mm-hmm. and not anybody knowing about it. And once they get to where they, everybody knows who they are, they're like, where the fuck did you come from? I've been putting in work while you were sitting there dinking around on social media. I was putting in fucking work. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't need you, somebody who I've never met before, to to tell me that my shit was good or my shit was bad because I knew I was doing well. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to get to the point to where people were going to be asking me how I got there. And then you get the opportunity to look them dead in the face and tell them I was putting in fucking work. You know, um, and that's that's what bothers me about social media um, is. People literally start to doubt themselves because they're not getting validation, which sucks. You know, you, you're there creating and you're there being better than you were yesterday. That's, that's all you need to worry about. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree, man, because you, you can, even if people love what you do on there, right. if they don't have it in them to put, to take more time, like they see something like, oh, that's fucking amazing. And then right. they don't put in any more time than just hitting the like button, like double tapping. You'll never know that they, you know, they're just scrolling. People are just fucking scrolling through. And so they're right. just liking everything. And it's like, it's a psychological mind fuck. Like it's, they're built to keep you on them. They are literally yeah. built to keep you on them, yeah. you know? 100%. Um, so what do you think? Do you have a philosophy that keeps you on track, you know, for your own life? Because like I said before, it's, it's hard for me to get a hold of you. I'm fucking glad I did, <laughs> you know, but, but you, you kind of have it locked in. Um, mm-hmm. so is there certain things that you pay attention to, to, to help you with that? Like if there are people wondering, like, how the fuck do you get to the success? Like, what do you need to do on the daily basis? Like, how do you keep your mind there? Um, I mean, I, I take time to reflect. Um, I, I do self-reflection a lot. You know, I, I, I do a lot of projection. Now I want to, I remind myself of where I want to go, where I want to be. Um, but a lot of it is, 
I have a very small group of people that comes down to the group, to that group of people. Absolutely. You know, um, we take care of each other. You know, we, we, we take care of each other. When somebody needs support, we're there to help support them. Um, when I need support, they're there to help support me. But it's, it comes down to those group of people. You know what I mean? Um, and it's important to have those group, that small group of people. You know, I've got a routine. You know, I go to the gym in the morning and, you know, I, I meal prep my food and I do this and that. This, that's all secondary. You know what I mean? You have to make sure that you're functioning in a clear headspace. You got to make sure that you're in a positive environment. And if, if you're not, all of that other stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's, it's super important to, to kind of sit back and realize how far you've come and sit back and appreciate, you know, the sacrifices that you have made. Um, and to remind yourself how, how grateful of an opportunity you're getting, you know, uh, you're in a position to where you, you get to do what you love and people come to you to, to share that experience. Um, so I guess like, I guess grounding myself is the most important, um, part of my routine is, is realizing that I'm very fortunate to be in the position that I am mm-hmm. and not to, to, um, take advantage of it and not to, um, how would you put it? Um, just, just be grateful for, for the opportunity that you have. Um, that's the biggest thing, which is, yeah. Take, take what you have and be grateful for it. Yeah. Well, and I like, I like talking to men about this specifically because in, in my opinion, um, and, and just from what I've picked up on is we tend to, like our weakness is this tendency to always be on and we have a difficulty with being present. We have, we have a difficulty with, being grateful and appreciating what what we're doing and, and what we have around us. You know, we can be physically present, but we can't get our minds in the same position. And for me, that's been crucial. It's the hardest fucking thing. It's hard for me to be right here, you know, uh, unless I'm having conversations with another person. But if I'm all on my own, it's very, very hard for me to be present. My mind is always wandering. But I think it's been the most powerful thing. And I think it is one of the most powerful things for men specifically to to do that you know and to maybe have some sort of practice where they can bring themselves into uh the the right now and not be in the past or not be in the future mm-hmm. yep and you know anybody who tells you they operate 100 percent, 100 percent of the time it's a fucking liar there, there, there's, <laughs> there, there's no way like there's no yeah. way you're operating yeah. at 100 percent all of the time you yeah. know and the important thing is to realize when you're not operating at hundred percent, what do you need to do to get back? You know, yeah. you, need to, you need to take a step back and realize, okay, what do I need to do to get back on track? And then you take those steps to get there, you know, because it's, it's impossible to, to function that way all of the time. Yeah. There's no way, there's no fucking way. So, um, it's, and it's equally as important to make sure that you're operating in a clear headspace, you know, um, taking the time to kind of ground yourself, taking the time to be, to be grateful for the situation that you're in, taking time to be grateful for the people that are in your life. Um, it, it, it's all, it all goes together, 
you know, um, because with, with a healthy mind, you can, you can do whatever, you know, but as soon as it starts to, to creep in the self doubt and, you know, all that, all that bad stuff, it starts to affect everything else in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can tell when you're, you're in a bad headspace, how it affects the rest of your day. Yeah. It bleeds know? out everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's super important to realize that being in a good headspace and being around a bunch of people who are willing to help, you know, bring up that energy is so important. So fucking important. Um, they're just as much a part of it as anybody else, you know, and those people who are soul sucking and depressive, like you get those people out of your life, mm-hmm. you know, cause they will, they will drag you down. They will see how well you're doing. And they're like, no, fuck that. You can come down to my level. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't want to deal with you. I'm, I'm not going to deal with that. Like, I'm too busy chasing my shit. I'm too busy making sure that my people are taken care of, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and it, it takes effort, you know, and it takes, it takes finding out what does it for you, you know? Um, I usually, <laughs> I usually spend my time on the Stairmaster just like not really like meditating, but kind of going through those things in my head. I've seen you in that zone. I've seen (laughs) you there. Yeah. And I just, I just go through it in my head. You know, I'm just like, no, I'm I'm fortunate to be where I am. You know, I'm fortunate to, for where I'm going. Um, I'm fortunate for these people in my life. And, you know, for me personally, like I want to leave a mark on the tattoo industry. You know what I mean? Like I want to be a good tattooer, obviously. Um, everybody does, but it's so much more important for me to be a good person in the community than it is yeah. to be famous. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't need millions of fucking dollars. I don't need to be, you know, on TV or anything like that, but I want people in the tattoo community to be like, you know what? He's a good tattooer. But he's a great fucking guy. Yeah. 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 So, well, and, uh, so, so you, you just gotta like, you're obviously going to be a little critical of yourself, but you know, from an outside Mm -hmm. perspective, like you have like a strong mind and like, you know, where your um, you know, your values are at, you know, what you, what you need and what you want. So what's your intention kind of moving forward? Like you're this tattoo artist that has done well for himself. Like, you know, that you've put in the work, Um, you know, you, you can have a point of pride and respect for yourself. So what does the forward motion look like? Like I, are you gonna maybe we can do like a uh like a Boise ink like there was a Miami ink or whatever, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know yeah. that would include like the the projection and like the this huge famous image, but uh um, right. yeah, what is what is your forward motion like? Um I mean I I've got some some pretty lofty goals as far as the tattoo career goes. Um I, I wanna be one of the best in the country. Like that's five years down the road, yeah. that's seven years down the road, that's fifteen years down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. That's, that is going to happen. Um, because it's, it's solidified in my mind. So I'm mm-hmm. going to find a way to make it fucking happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. You know, like we talked about that, that one to 3%, but I'm going to make it fucking happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like what we talked about. You know, I, I want to give back to the tattoo community. Um, you know, there's, there was this old school mentality that, you know, when you learn to tattoo, you need to figure it out on yourself. You need to figure it out by yourself. I'm not going to help you. I had to do it by myself. Yeah. Um, I'm not in it for that. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm here to help. I'm, 
I'm here to share the knowledge that I have to these younger tattooers because these younger tattooers, they, they are the future of tattooing. So I want to pass myself through them. And that's how I'm going to continue to stay in the tattoo um, is, is just passing knowledge down from tattooer to tattooer, you know, because I've learned shit from people that I'm, I'm, you know, incorporated in my daily routine. Mm-hmm. And then when I teach somebody, I'm taking what they taught me and taking it how I used it and teaching them, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm, I'm doing my first, uh, portrait seminar here in October. I'm going to go oh, teach. Dude. Yeah. I'm super pumped. Uh, I'm going to go teach a group of about 20 tattooers, um, on basically my take on how to do color portraits, but that's how I'm giving back. You know, I'm sharing the knowledge that I have on how to do this to help make them better tattooers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when they get to a position to where they can teach somebody else, they're teaching them the things that I taught them, you know? Um, so that's, that's the most important thing for me. I, I don't need, I don't need millions of fucking dollars. You know, I don't need to be stopped on the fucking street and be like, Oh my gosh, you're a tattooer. Like, no, I don't need any of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be respected in the tattoo community for the work that I do, but also because I'm a good fucking person. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. that's the most important. Um, and then obviously, you know, my goals down the road, um, I do want to be, as far as technical application goes, one of the best portrait artists in the country. And like I said, if it if it takes me 10 years, if it takes me 15 years, that's fine. But I'm going to fucking be there. I'm going to get there. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you don't need it from me, but I think that you're a fucking amazing portrait artist. Um, it, it's it's not an easy thing to do. I, the canvas moves and it folds and it, mm-hmm. you know, it penetrates like it's skin is not it's not an easy thing and i've seen a horrible portrait artist and i think it's fucking amazing <laughs> like i think it's great thank you Appreciate um one of my favorite ones that you've done is is the joker on whoever you know that that one's fantastic um so if you had something to put out there for everybody what do you what advice do you want to give or or what do you think people should question the most in such a world where we're so out of focus and kind of lost and like doubting ourselves and you know how 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 do you think you can help people find their way. Like what, what should they look to? I would say outside of your small group of people, your, your tight knit group of people, mm-hmm. take out any external influence. Cause there's going to be people who are just going to just grab onto you and try to weigh you down. Yeah. You know, you come to them with, with this idea, with this dream, with this passion, and they're going to find every fucking way to poke a hole in it. Mm-hmm. You need to completely disregard those people. You know, and you've got this small group of people who are going to be there to help support you. You need to hold on to those people as fucking hard as you can. Mm-hmm. And then go after it. Fucking go after it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But in the long run, you're going to be so much better off. Mm-hmm. So when you have those dreams, those goals, those passions, chase that shit fucking relentlessly. Because down the road, it's going to be so much better off. So yeah. much better off. Um, so, I mean, it, I mean, as cl- cliche as it sounds, you know, um, you know, take that chance. Fucking take it. Yeah. You know, if, if it doesn't work out, take another chance. If that one doesn't work out, fucking take another one. You know, it, if you're miserable in what you're doing, 
you need to find a way to change it mm-hmm. and not continue to be in that miserable state. Mm-hmm. You get you get one shot, man. You get one fucking at bat at this whole thing. You might as well spend it doing something that you enjoy doing and find those people who are there to help support you through it. Yeah. It's not so, it's not as hard as we think it. Like the work is there, but it's not a, a lofty dream. Like you can legitimately be happy about what you do. You can legitimately love what you do. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. that's what I'm figuring out, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, man. If if you want to be the the best burger flipper at, fucking mcdonald's because that's yeah. what you love doing yeah then be the best fucking burger flipper at mcdonald's mm-hmm. you know what i mean if, if that's if that's your dream and that's your passion then fucking get it yeah you know but go after it just chase it down relentlessly you know whatever it is whatever yeah. it is so this is the part where I'd, I'd ask for a few tangibles you know are there are there books or or people or any other things that have helped you along your way, you know, that, that really had an impact on you? I definitely should read fucking more. <laughs> um, oh, I, not everybody's I, uh, reader. Dude, I, I, um, I'll actually, I'll go on to YouTube and, um, I'll type in just motivational speeches mm-hmm. and, you know, they've just got a wealth of fucking videos in there. And there's one specifically that I listened to while I tattoo. It's like six and a half hours long. And it's wow. just, it's just this compilation of a bunch of people, you know, it's Eric Thomas, it's got Les Brown, it's, it's Damn. got all these guys on there and, um, they put it to like this really nice, like background music and it just puts you in a really good fucking headspace. And it's funny because I'll have clients ask me sometimes like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, yo, I'm listening to fucking motivational speakers. And they're like, really? I'm like, fuck yeah, I am, you know? Um, but I, I honestly, I go on, I go on there and I just pop them on, you know, I'll, I'll put them on while I'm driving around. You know, I'll put them on while I'm exercising because um, it, it really does put you in that mindset. You know, you're having these people just pinging around in your head talking about all these things. They're like, yeah, why can't I be doing that? Why, why am I not doing that? You know, yeah. and it just completely changes your perspective for, you know, the rest of the day. Like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm, I'm going to do this. And then you do it again the next day. And then you do it again the next day. And the next thing you know, you're a month down the road and you completely change your entire routine and your perspective just from listening to these guys talk, you know? Um, but that's, that's really, I mean, I take seminars usually like once every couple months, um, either, uh, an in-person seminar or I'll take seminars online, which is another benefit for social media. Um, I'm usually in a painting class like once every six months and I can usually find those people on um, social media. Um, they'll offer like 10 week courses online and I'll do those every now and again, just to kind of stay sharp. But not only that, they're teaching you their process. Um, so you're finding I mean, things that are like keeping you in your craft. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm forever yeah. a student, man, forever a student. Um, and I feel like if you get to that point to where you know everything, you should probably just stop doing what you're doing. Um, <laughs> because, because the, the passion to learn is gone. Yeah. You know, you think that you're, you're king shit. There's going to be someone, you know, chasing you as fast as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And if you're not con- continuing to learn shit, they're going to pass you. Yeah. They're pass your ass up, yep. you know? Um, so I, I think it's important to continue to, learn stuff. I think you can learn something from fucking everybody. You know what I mean? 
it doesn't matter, you know, for me specifically in tattooing, it doesn't matter if you've been tattooing for a week or if you've been tattooing for 30 years, Mm -hmm. I'll sit down and I'll fucking talk to you and I'm sure I'll learn something. Mm -hmm. um, Perspective is a powerful thing. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And you also have to have a, a, an open mind for all that shit. And it's like, well, I've been tattooing much longer than you. So what could I possibly learn from you? Like, no, fuck that. You know, um, everybody does things differently. You know, there's, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. And so somebody might teach you something that might make your process easier. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so outside of that kind of stuff, you know, just online seminars, <laughs> YouTube Academy, <laughs> um, and, uh, in, in genuine interaction, talking to people, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing, man, is, is sitting down and actually talking to these people. I've had tattoo artists come in here. They, they want to watch my process and you know, they'll sit next to me and I'll, I'll, I'll tell them how I'm doing this. And we build that genuine interaction and, you know, they're learning, you know, and I'm learning from them, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I think that's the best way to do it is is to sit down and actually speak to these people. Mm-hmm. So where, even though it's somewhat difficult, um, where is the best place for people to find you to see your fucking art? Um, if I, if anybody ever asked me about portrait artists, I'm sending them your way for sure. Um, so <laughs> what do you got going on and, and where is the best place for everybody to find you and, and see what you do and see who you are? So the easiest way to, to see my work is Instagram. Hundred okay. percent. It is a um, it is an electronic portfolio that can be updated constantly. Um, so that is the easiest way to see what I do. Um, there's a. I, I also have a website. My website is how you get into my booking process. Um, there's an application that you have to fill out. Um, I usually open up my books for 48 hours at a time every like three months. Um, so if you're trying to book with me, um, my books are currently closed. They'll be opening back up in September. And at September, I'll be booking for October, November, and December. And then I'll close them again. Um, I'm not a huge fan of being like a slave to my schedule. So I only like to go three months at a time. If something comes up, I have the opportunity to go and travel and not be booked out for eight months. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, is just through my Instagram and my, um, website. Perfect. Okay, man. Well, I mean, if there was only one or two ways, then it's that much easier to find you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If it's- yeah. <laughs> Dude, That's this has been, way. this has been fucking fantastic. Thank you. This has been such a good talk. Um, I, I feel like I've learned a lot from this. Um, thanks for being here, dude. This has been fucking awesome. Oh, I absolutely. I absolutely appreciate the opportunity to come and chat with you. Like, um, you know, the first time we had, we had met, we had a really good interaction and, um, you know, we had good conversation, you know, we had, we had a good genuine interaction. And once you told me, like, I know I'm fucking impossible to get a hold of, <laughs> but uh, after you told me that you wanted me to come on, I was like, fuck yeah. Like that's, that's awesome. I would absolutely love to sit here and chat with you. Um, Dude, and it. it's been great. It's been great. You know what I mean? Um, again, you, you're a genuine person. You're, you're chasing your passion and, that's all that people need to know about you is that you are willing to take the sacrifices needed in order to follow your dream. Mm-hmm. And so that should give them strength and power to do the same because they, they see you doing it. So why can't they, you know? Um, and I think that's fucking awesome. That's, that's, that's how the world should be. You know, I agree. you know, you're, you're supporting strangers. You know what I mean? Like somebody sees you doing this, like, man, he's fucking doing it. Like, why can't I do it? That's how it should be. 
that's how it should fucking be. No, I agree. And, uh, you know, we're all humans trying to figure it out. So why not, you know, help each other get there a little bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So. It, it, it costs you nothing to be a good fucking person. Yeah. It costs you nothing. Yeah. So. Well, I will put uh, all of your stuff in the show notes uh, to everybody out there. Um, I'll make sure that you guys have his contact information. Go check out his work. His portfolio is awesome. Um, look at his <laughs> look at his portrait of, of the baby Groot. That one was <laughs> so cool to me. It's so funny. Um, for everybody out there, um, stay strong, stay real-minded. This is your host, Zach. Out. Hey, guys. I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.